0: I'm Kylie, founder of Akanel Expeditions, the best adventure travel company that you've never heard of. This is a 35,000 feet podcast where we interview interesting people doing interesting things in interesting places. From the next big CEO to coaches of your favorite teams to everyone in between, we've got stories to tell. Let's jump in. Hi guys, this is Cheyenne. Welcome back. Today I'm sitting down with Coach Chuck Ray. He's the head coach at Winthrop University. Thanks for joining us.
1: Glad to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, so you just completed your second year as their head coach, and you guys actually had a really cool last two years, actually. You won Coach of the Year for the Big South Conference um, in 2018 and 2019, and then you had basically a perfect season almost. You were 14-0 and in conference. Can you kind of tell us about that last season, about the highs and the lows?
1: You know, we, uh, we got pretty lucky, I'll tell you that, so. Every once in a while, the ball bounces your way, and uh, and we, we, we had a pretty good season. But, you know, the one interesting thing about this last year, and the year before we had a good season, my first year as a head coach, but uh, as you go along and you have this undefeated streak, each match, at least for the head coach, and uh, hopefully not for the rest of the team, but I actually had more anxiety as uh, as the season went on, even though we were as successful as we were. And... Um, I think that anxiety came because, you know, we wanted to keep the streak and wanted to do so well. And I just had great respect and learned to have great respect for some of these football coaches on the collegiate level and basketball coaches where literally on the football side, you have to be undefeated every year to win a national championship. And I can't imagine that pressure. They must feel every every year of every game that they have to be perfect. And and to be perfect is not our goal we we just want to strive and achieve for excellence and um it's actually a distraction in some weird ways and even at the last school i was at we we had a uh, uh I think it was 27 straight sets that we won it was uh, you know nine nine plus matches and it was a, a strange streak and a great streak that we had too and, and we lost a set and, and uh you know we still up winning the match but it was almost as if we lost the match and so just it really kind of psychologically how these things play with you. And you don't want it to affect you. And, you know, our, our men's basketball team right now, they're on a 13-game winning streak in, the, in the, uh, for them in their conference. And, you know, Coach Kelsey here is great about not talking about it. and We try not to talk about it too. So sometimes you get lucky and it goes your way.
0: Yeah, I think that's a really interesting insight because you're right. When you get going on that little streak, you're just like, okay, guys, let's not think about it. Like, that's not our main goal.
1: Right, exactly right.
0: For sure. Um, and then you guys also were able to go to the NCAA
1: tournament, right? Correct. We got to go out to Washington, which was crazy because um, that's a long way from home. And, and, you know, we expected to be somewhere close. And there's no better feeling than finding out where you're going to go. And uh, uh, the NCA selection show, which is amazing. And all of a sudden we're going out to, out to Seattle. We're like, wow, that's a long way. And the irony of the whole thing is South Carolina, who's from Columbia, South Carolina, which is about an hour and a half south from us they were also headed to the same regional so <laughs> should we had both won our, our first round matches we were going to play each other out in Seattle it's just kind of one of the crazy circumstances
0: yeah and you guys were the big South conference champions so you guys just had a really great year
1: yes it was it, it was a lot of fun so the, 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 the hard part is we're only as good as our last match or last season yeah and I people I get to keep my job for another year so <laughs> good.
0: Um, can you kind of tell us how you got to be a coach
1: Yeah, you know, kind of a a crazy, strange journey in in, in a good way. Um, I grew up in Chicago, and I got to play on the first boys' high school volleyball teams in the Chicagoland area. A great opportunity, and um, from there I went to Arizona State, and I played some ball out there. And and then really, I I spent 10 years after college um, in in the real world. I had an international marketing business. I got to travel the world and mostly over to Asia, importing product here in the United States um, for consumer consumption here. And, uh, the business was going well, but, uh, when I reached my early thirties, I, I, I hadn't really, I wasn't really happy and my passion. And and I always continued to play volleyball on the side and a lot of different tournaments. And, uh, yeah, I was playing on the beach one day and somebody was there like, Hey, why don't you come help out my junior club team? And I said, you know, what is that? And so I got involved and I really started to fall back in love and the bug, you know, and it really leaves you with this. Mm -hmm. And, uh, um, I started coaching at a high school, local high school there, and one of my buddies was coaching assistant coach at Georgia Southern University, and he said, "Hey, I'm leaving. You want want my assistant coach position?" So I started there, and then I lost uh, uh, the head coach left after one semester. I was there, I was without a job, so then I ended up going up to University of Minnesota as a volunteer coach, and then I came down here to Winthrop after that for four years, and had a great experience here, and then went to Miami Ohio for five years, and so. Uh, now they, they like me so much, I guess, that uh, they brought me <laughs> back to the group, and it's been a, a fun little journey here.
0: Wow, I love hearing how you got to be a coach because it's so unconventional how you kind of took that break for 10 years, you know, and then you weren't even really sure, you, you didn't even know probably that you wanted to coach volleyball, and then all you these know, opportunities kind of came up, right?
1: Correct. And, you, you know, I always had a passion for this game and the sport, and just the love for it. And, like I said, even when I was working in the real world, I, as I'm traveling overseas, and I remember one time in Hong Kong, you know, I find an open gym where there's some volleyball and got to play with, you know, a bunch of Chinese players there. And I'm like, you know, this is really what I love. I just love being in the gym under the, the crazy fluorescent lights, and I get these bad tans from the fluorescent lights. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it just doesn't, doesn't leave your body. So it was pretty cool.
0: That's so cool. Thanks for sharing that story. I didn't know that.
1: And, and, you know, there's a, there's some interesting overlaps from the business world and, and the, you know, in the coaching world too. And yeah, so, uh, for
0: sure. I'd love to kind of hear how the business played a role into the volleyball too, like that connection that you see.
1: You, you know, I take a very business approach to what I do. You know, I have a business plan and, um, a four-year plan and, uh, just some cycles and, um, you know, a marketing plan. And you put together all these different plans, you learn from the business world and then there's a networking side of things and uh, just how you interact with people and how you take care of people. And, um, you know, the sporting world to me is a very selfless world where I think the business world can be very selfish. And I was able to take a lot of maybe some of the things that could become selfish in the business world and kind of turn them over and make them selfless uh, in, in order to help, you know, young athletes and student athletes and for them to kind of achieve their life dreams. And it's not just volleyball life dreams, it's when they get out of here. And how I can give them different influences and ideas and understanding of the, of the real world after they get out of here. And so it's really helping the recruiting side of things, too. So we kind of blend the two in what we do now.
0: That's awesome. I like hearing that little insight you have. Um, I know you mentioned you kind of travel a lot for business. Can you kind of talk about how travel has played a part of your life as a business person and also coaching?
1: Sure. And I've had some pretty unique perspectives in that way in terms of when you, you travel individually. Uh, and you get the opportunity to uh, uh, take advantage of side journeys and little things you can do versus traveling as a team. And it's, it's completely different. And, you know, you travel as a team, you're just a big group and, and how you kind of mix the two. But, um, you, you know, you do learn some of the insights and ins and outs of travel when you are able to do things on your own first and then bring them to a team. And I, I think what also helps make successful now are the little things that we take advantage of. Um, knowing how to travel a little bit more comfortably or or a little bit better, you know, in terms of uh, how do you take advantage of some of these breakfasts? And, you know, we're not a big budget school and, you know, Mm -hmm. where are some of the better breakfast places that might be for free or inexpensive, or, uh, you know, instead of taking the, uh, you know, a a charter bus to someplace, you know, how do you take a a public transportation, which is an amazing experience for student athletes, but um, um, to incorporate that in into what you do now. And so, uh, travel has been a big part of what we do here.
0: Yeah. What are some of the places that you've gone either with your team or when I know you mentioned you've been to Hong Kong with business, what are some places you've been?
1: Well, you know, I have been fortunate to travel both Europe and, and Asia. I mean, Hong Kong's, I, I say Hong Kong is like 10 New Yorks all put together. It's crazy. And their subway system is amazing. And, um, it, it's, uh, they have a, a, an elevator system in, in uh, the central part of Hong Kong there that, you know, you can, you basically go up on mountain elevators and, um, They've got the amazing trolley that that goes up the steep side of the hill over in, uh, uh, on one of the islands there. Uh, but also, you know, even pleasure-wise, my wife and I, we get to journey to Italy for our honeymoon. And uh, through that journey, we had an amazing experience in a small uh, town called Siena, Italy. Um, and, and that whole trip and that whole journey uh, there just kind of resonated with us so much that we've even named our daughter after this town of Siena, Italy. So her name Aww. is now Siena. Yep. So. Uh, That's cute. Travel has been a big influence to, uh, you know, our family. And I, I can tell you even for our, our program, my first time here at Winthrop as an assistant coach, uh, I, I can tell you how I messed up our travel. I thought I was going to get fired the first, the, first, <laughs> uh, the first travel weekend I was out where we, we, uh, we actually went to the incorrect hotel that we were supposed to go to. And we stayed a night at it and paid an extra room and uh, it's just some cross communication. Way back in the day, when these things called fax machines, which I don't really <laughs> know about too much anymore, is where uh, the faxes got mixed up, and all of a sudden, my head coach realized we're at the wrong hotel. And oh my, the, the pit of my stomach had been there. And just you know, you learn to deal with people and, and how you relate with the uh, uh, people in the travel world, and, and they understand how these things can happen and how accommodating they actually were after something like that. But it's it's how you treated these people.
0: That's a really cool little story you share. That's like. You kind of messed up, but everything, travel is really accommodating. For the most part, people like to help each other out, and I like that.
1: you guys Absolutely. have the opportunity
0: to travel overseas ever with your volleyball team?
1: You know, with Winthrop, we, we have traveled internationally. Um, we haven't recently. At, with the last program I was at, we, we did get a chance to go over to uh, Germany, and we went to um, Prague in, in the Czech Republic, and, and we did go to uh, Krakow. Uh, it was an amazing uh, international journey where in Germany, we get to learn quite a bit about the Berlin Wall and, and just open that experience up to our young uh, young ladies that were on the trip. Um, from there, we got to play in Poland and we purposely wanted to play in Poland because we had a, a young lady, first generation um, um, from Poland to, uh, here in the U.S. And she was able to play in front of her grandparents, volleyball, So you know, for her to have the experience to play back in her homeland and her parents' homeland was awesome. And, uh, we got to visit Auschwitz while we were on that tour. Um, and in, uh, uh I have some, um, past history, my family does with, uh, with Poland and uh, my grandparents actually met in a, uh, work concentration camp on my mom's side of the family. And, uh, they never, never, they removed from their homes that they were 16. And, Never had a chance again to see their their family, and they moved over to New York after the uh, after the war. And so, you know, I got a chance to go into uh, Auschwitz and be there, and probably a, a place they may have stepped foot on in some terrible times. Oh and, wow! And, yeah, amazing. And, yeah, and then we get to go to Prague, and, and what a beautiful, magnificent city Prague was. And I, I wasn't too familiar with it, but just the buildings and the culture there—it was it was amazing.
0: Yeah. Thank you for sharing those personal travel experience. You for seem sure. like you've been kinda all over. It's awesome. I been love it.
1: Been very fortunate. So very blessed in that way.
0: Yeah. What is one thing that no one knows about you that you could share with us? <laughs> I know, <laughs> I'm kinda putting you on the game. spot. Sorry.
1: <laughs> Tell everybody, then they're all gonna know some things about me. Um, you know, quite honestly, it's not something that I hide. I'm I'm a Christian now, but my upbringing um, was was not so much that way. And people now who really, really know me kind of see me and know me as a Christian man, but um, my path and my journey to get to where I was. And, you know, I've come from a family where divorce is a big part of my family from my my dad and my mom, my dad and my stepmom. And uh, even myself personally, and uh, even the student athletes here, I, I don't open up or not that transparent about that portion of my life. Um, not not because it's not something I I I am uh, worried or scared or, or regret. It's just something that usually doesn't come up. So, should they if they listen to this portion of the uh, of the podcast here, uh, you'll certainly get some insight on me. But the strength that you have and the resilience you have and what you learn through these journeys in life and you know, the Lord's been amazing to me in that way and, and blessed me in those ways to to find him and be able to, uh, um, you know, be a lot stronger now in these days.
0: Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that personal insight you have of kind of something you don't really share with others. I really appreciate <laughs> that. <laughs> kind of put you on the spot. I know. I'm sorry. If you were an athlete wanting to play for a team in college or university, what would your advice be to them?
1: You know, um, we we have here, it's about relationships, but really, you have to find a place that you really believe in. Um, you have to find a place, in my opinion, that will really encourage you. But but ultimately, you got to find a place that you love. And it's the, the love that you have for the university, where you want to be, uh, the area of the country you want to be, as best as you can. Uh, and, and you've got to be able to follow your dream at that place. And I really think it comes to the people that you get surrounded by. If you're surrounded by good people, uh, I think you can fall in love and, and be encouraged and, and really believe in what you're doing.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think people play a huge influence and impact on anything you're doing whether it's at your school, at your job. I think people make a big impact for sure. Absolutely. Okay, just as our last question kind of wrap it up. What's your next adventure whether it's with your team, if you're traveling anywhere? What's up next?
1: Yes, yeah, so, uh, you know, after we uh were able to have such a successful season last year, it was nice to get a little bit of a bonus. So, um We uh, family and I we just got back not long ago from uh, a great trip down to Marco Island in Florida, which was wonderful. And and our next journey now, which is a tag along to that one, is um, down to Fort Lauderdale, down to actually go down to Key Largo, uh, just with the family and uh, being able to spend some time on the beach. We love the beach. Uh, We love to relax. We love to just uh, kind of spend some time together. And uh, it's uh, it's where we get to go. And you know, this trip was kind of an add on trip to what we didn't expect to have happen. Because if you if you're if you check out your, uh, um, I guess, do your re- research for travel, we, we literally got our fares from uh, Charlotte to Fort Lauderdale for $61 each. Wow. Um, we have enough points that we we're able to stay at the hotel down there for free. So, um, you know, if you do it right and uh, you, you find the right deals, you can take advantage of things like this. So we're super excited. We can't wait to get down there and just uh, relax on the beach for some time.
0: Yeah, beach sounds really nice right now. In Utah, where we're at, it's like 20 degrees. We got hit with a snowstorm. It is cold.
1: Yeah, I grew up in Chicago and knowing that, I'm so glad to be in uh, you know, South Carolina here where the sun shines. You know, my, my, first, uh, my first week when I got hired here, uh, it was Martin Luther King Day on Monday. On Tuesday, um, we had our interview and all the process. On Wednesday, it was supposed to snow. It didn't snow, but everybody was off work because they thought it was going to snow on Thursday it actually did snow. So nobody came in on Friday. There was two inches of snow still on the ground. So the whole week of the work was basically not happening. So yeah, (laughs) Yeah,
0: I really would love to be on a beach right now. Can tell you that. (laughs) And then just kind of, what's your most, what are you most excited about for the upcoming season? I know you guys probably have a little bit of a target on your back.
1: Yeah. Yeah. uh, You know, I, I think we do being here at Winthrop anyways, and we've always felt that way. We have, um, a great facility, you know, great support, great academics and great, great young ladies to come to this school. And so we always feel as if we have this target on our back. And it's really just the challenge of the process now of, you know, of how do we use um, the positive things that happened for us last year, but yet to kind of find a new identity for us and also kind of put the past behind us too. Uh, it's funny, even in our sport, when we make one simple error on the court, we often tell a player, hey, forget about that error. move on to the next one. Well, uh, you know, also in a positive way, hey, we need to forget about last year in some ways and move on to the next one. And so I think the biggest challenge for us is, is being able to move on and not um, just kind of lay back on our laurels and, and, and to be hungry again and to want to achieve. And I think that's uh, uh, where the most excitement for me comes, to, um, comes from, is formulating this team again and putting them back together so they can be champions.
0: I love that. Well, thanks so much, Chuck, for joining us today. And I loved kind of getting more insight into how you got to become a volleyball coach, some of your experiences, and we're wishing you and your team the best of luck next year.
1: Thank you, Cheyenne. I appreciate the opportunity.
0: Thanks for listening to the 35,000 Feet Podcast, where we chat with interesting people doing interesting things in interesting places. Do you have a story that you want to share? Visit www.acanela.com slash podcasts to share your story and be featured on our next episode of 35,000 Feet.